One of the words that has been normalized over the last couple of years is burnout. The people that have gone through a burnout have gone through a lot of suffering. And it is something that will stay with them forever. Ascada will always remind them what it feels like to live a life outside of their values. To have spent so much time and energy in something that drains them from the inside. And today's guest is, is very inspiring. I've had great amount of fun speaking to her on and off camera. She's naturally a very calm person that has made peace with overcoming something that had put her in the hospital. And through overcoming that experience, she found also her calling. Karen Decker is a forest bathing coach helping anyone to prevent or recover from an accumulation of stress, burnout, and heart-lasting experiences by walking with them through the forest, by helping them to reconnect to mother nature. So without further ado, my name is Kevin Fernandez. Welcome to Muse. Do now the forest bathing uh, for three years with, like, officially. I mean, I have done it for myself and then I started with like having friends coming with me and then eventually I thought about why not helping out other people with it so first of all I started going so much to the forests because I had a burnout I was like quite a heavy burnout I was completely like physically really down I just like literally could stand up for like five minutes and then I had to sit or lie down. Mm -hmm. And so it was really like, and not easy with having also two small kids. But I gradually just like went to the forest, not going deep into the forest, but just like being there. And so the kids were just like playing around and just like kids can do, just like find stuff to occupy themselves. And um, then I just like, yeah, gradually I could feel how well I was when I was in the forest. How so you saw I some benefits. Yeah, how I felt just like this. You know, the forest, when you enter the forest, it gives you this feeling of cocoon, of security, mm -hmm. of being like, even if you look the shape of a tree, it's just like, it's just like keeping his arms about you, you know, just like giving this protection. And um, yeah, it was interesting because then I just like remembered that I actually I as a kid I was really like growing up outside. You know, we were always playing outside, we were always with neighbors and friends and whatever. So we were really literally outside and I was growing up uh, at the Waldorf school, so it's also an and like a school where you really learn the importance and the respect of nature. Um, as much as being outside. And we really had also these this wonderful festivities around summer mm -hmm. and just like, you know, going outside and, and, and greeting the, 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 the spring. And I, it was just like, yeah, I mean, like you have to 
think back and like late 80s, of course, here in Luxembourg, uh, we were the uh, crazy hippies uh, <laughs> and everybody was just like saying, what is going on in that school? But actually, if you look back, it's just like, it was so, I'm so grateful that I learned to see nature like that because it brings you like a natural respect mm -hmm. for nature. So you would say that the forest bathing, well, there, there's a few areas that I would like to touch upon, but forest bathing has been deeply um, inspired by your childhood. Or It's more like the fact of understanding why I feel so good in nature. Because even then, if I, when I was growing up, I was just like, horseback riding and I was always in the forest I was every day in the forest mm -hmm. and then I um yeah then I grew up and I had like my work and then I had kids and even if I went with the kids outside it was not like it was something that was missing in mm -hmm. some part you know when I was ill and in the beginning I I wasn't outside and then when I started just going outside again I felt better and then I said like, okay, how can I force myself? Because that's a little bit the situation when you are in a, in a, a burnout. Your motivation is so low and so hard to bring up. So I decided, um, I asked actually a neighbor who just had a, a, a new puppy. And hmm. uh, well, after a few uh, months, uh, the puppy grew up and they just like literally saw that they are not alone at home and that this puppy is so much uh, alone. So I asked if I can go once a day with this puppy to the forest, you know, so I had to go. So you had a commitment. You know, I had this commitment and I had to go with this dog. And so I saw how important that was because like I saw literally how much it uh, changed myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I had actually this idea of, helping other people with this uh, in the first first of all I, I i thought i will help people who have a burnout mm -hmm. um then i i come from a background of a social worker so i decided just like okay like social workers do they decide to make program uh, uh, something a project out of it and mm -hmm. then i gave it to read to my mom and uh she said oh that sounds just like what i read There just there's a new movement. Uh, it starts in it just starts now in Germany, and it comes from Japan. It's just like forest bathing. I was just like, okay, and so I started reading about it, and I was like, okay, that's exactly what I you want to do wanted to do. So it it was quite funny, and then I yeah I just like jumped on that train and just started it before anybody else started here in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. And, and now you're four years in the game. Um, well, uh, yeah, three, three years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, um, and, and it's really nice to see how, how the result is and how quick the result is for the people just to learn, to see the forest differently, to not just walk through it, but really like consciously, uh, being in the forest mm -hmm. and, um, And it's, it's super interesting for me because like everybody's is saying the same things. So you enter the forest and it makes 
the same feeling for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just this release of pressure, this release of tension, and then this uh, cocooning feeling, this feeling just like secure, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, there you can see that actually it's something that's really deeply inside of us, this being in the forest, being in the, that's a safe zone. And actually if you go really back like a few thousand years, we were actually living in the forest as much as possible because what is, you have like, you have wood to make fire, you have animals to eat, you have the water. So it, it, it is a, like an habitat that is really like uh, human friendly. The, the place to be. Mm -hmm. But what we were doing in forest before, what we were not running or, or just like... Uh, going to have our jogging or needing to make like, uh, I don't know, 10 kilometers or whatever. It was to harvest and to chase. Uh, so if you want to see any animal, you don't run to the forest. You won't see anything, <laughs> you know. And to harvest is the same. You have to be quiet. You have to be, your attention needs to be there. Otherwise, you will walk mm. past it. You know, so that's where the thing of Shinrin Yoku comes of just like taking out all these measurements and this pressure, what society actually gives us. We, we have to be quick. We have to go really like fast as far as possible. And, but how you want to go through the forest? I mean, like the only moment where I see that people are slow in the forest. It's in autumn because they want to see, to find mushrooms. <laughs> because like, if you run to the forest, you won't see any mushroom, I promise you. So it's there, it comes up this, just like what is really in ourselves, this is just like being quiet and slowly in the forest. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned Shin... Shinrin-yoku. Just for the people who don't know what that is. Okay. Shinrin-yoku is the word for forest bathing in, in Japanese. In Japanese. Yeah. So it came up in Japan, uh, but also a little bit by coincidence. Because okay. like um, the story of uh, the history of, of Japan is that like after World, World War II, they started like uh, going really into the, um, the high-tech informatics stuff. So um, they pushed it a lot. They pushed their industry a lot. And then they start opening because like Japan was really for a really long time close to the outside world. They didn't want, they were autosufficient. So they didn't want to have anything to do with mm -hmm. the other ones. You know, we are, they, they are, they have this in their sense that this superior being. So <laughs> it's just like, that was their, their, their mindset but then they started being like really in this industry um and so they needed a lot of people so they really attracted people to the big cities mm -hmm. but what that made it was just like uh it is a culture was really really attached to nature yeah? because they have this um belief that everything has a soul mm -hmm. So they have this like really intense respect for everything. So also the same for nature. Mm -hmm. 
And um, but now they were trapped in these cities where everything was really busy and really quick, and you had to work a lot. And it's still like that. But then they had like, um, like in the late seventies, they started having like a wave of really young people dying. Okay. Uh, by suicide, of course, they have like a huge suicide rate, but it was just exploding and also having disease, uh, like heart disease, heart attacks and uh, stuff that was not so common for young people. So they just like, um, there was quite an alarm mm -hmm. going on because they said like, okay, if that, just like that piece of population die away, we will have a gap. Mm -hmm. You know, at one moment we will have a gap in there. So we have to do something. And then they started searching what, what from where is it coming? And there was at one point this uh, question, um, what did we have before that we don't have anymore now? And it came quickly out that it was nature. Mm -hmm. This attachment, this, this contact with nature. Because... To be, as a country, self-sufficient, you need, of course, a lot of farmers and people living on the land. Mm -hmm. And that was what they were doing before. So that this, this, this separation from nature, they found out, um, they, they started just like testing, like seeing what happens if we went to the forest. And then they saw really quickly these benefits that, Blood, pr blood pressure goes down, that your heartbeat is going down, that you have uh, these uh, relaxation hormones kicking in, and so on and so on. So all this disease that, also, that we still have today, mm -hmm. who are, are just like leading or, or, or coming from stress, is all these tensions and then headaches and all this stuff, just like drop down dramatically when you put people into the nature mm -hmm. but then there is of also of course this really deep thing in the japanese culture that is a little bit different for us it's that they have um they learn actually as kids to contemplate what do you mean by that so because it's they have so much rituals where you just stand there and contemplate is it just like i, I think that the big, the one who we know the best here is the, the blossoming of the cherry flowers. That's such a big thing for them. That for us, we don't really get it because it's just like such a simple flower. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's nice, but I mean, like doing such a fuss for it, you know. <laughs> but that's really just something that in, 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 in their culture. So you can't say to a Japanese, go into the forest, sit down somewhere, and just contemplate nature. Yeah. So that's one thing that they they started just like giving as advice. Mm -hmm. But then there is much more. I mean, it's how you breathe and how you just like, how, how do I relax? There are a lot of people who don't even know how to relax. So they started also yeah, just doing like, okay, what can we do? Uh, as exercises just to increase actually all these benefits mm -hmm. and from there uh, actually shinrin-yoku is a term who exists since 82 okay so it's interesting to see how long it took to came over here mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, and nowadays it's just really like in, in Japan, it's just like um, something that doctors prescribe. Yeah, I read Actually, that. It's just like you get a prescription and you have also um, centers they are who, who are in the forest. You go there, they take your blood pressure, then um, they send you in the forest and they take the blood pressure when you come back and or others. So it's really like um, also to show the people like directly the benefits. But in, it's interesting because like everybody I took to the forest, when they come out, they say, I will never see the forest the same again. Amazing. So it's really, yeah, that's really like rewarding for me, mm -hmm. you know, just like to, to just like switch on this conscious seeing of nature, seeing that it's, it is a living being. I cannot just like uh, grasp like leaves and just tear them down or, or, or just like hit a tree because I'm just, you know, like, Sometimes, you know, you see parents who say like, yeah, it's good for my kid to get out uh, the energy and, and just, yeah, well, I mean, like, if you know that the tree feels this because it is an impact, it's mm -hmm. not just, it's a, it is a living being, you know. So it's, yeah, it it is um, quite amazing how less people know about nature and um how nature communicates and, and it makes then I think for the people here much more sense to be like really see, see the trees really like in, a, in another way, you know. What do you mean? And that? Like, well, you know, when you know that a tree is communicating with the other tree and that there are mother trees who just like, um, really are in charge of all the trees around mm -hmm. and that they're just like tree kindergartens <laughs> and all this you know i mean that makes it much more alive mm -hmm. you know japanese don't need that because for them it is already alive mm -hmm. because every tree and everything every stone everything has a soul mm -hmm. so it, it is just like um it is amazing how just by understanding that they can also, they have an immune system, that they talk to each other, that they are sensitive. And actually they are not so far from us humans because a tree, a tree is breeding, a tree is eating, a tree is communicating. So it's just like so much stuff that we have too. Okay, mm -hmm. it's there. It doesn't move around, mm -hmm. but it doesn't hurt somebody else. You know, it is just like, I think it's just interesting also for a lot of people to consciously, I, I often do that as exercise, to consciously touch a tree and breed what the tree is breeding out and giving back what the tree needs to breed. Mm. You know? Because we need what the tree is exhaling to inhale yeah, and the other way around. So we really need these plants, you know. And of course you can say, because like other plants do the same, but a tree is so much bigger and can do so much more this exchange that it's just like if trees would just disappear, 
it would be really hard for us humans. Yeah. I can maybe just say a few things about forest bathing itself, how a session is. Because like maybe it's just like for a lot of people, they cannot really imagine what it is. Yes. Of course, it's not like taking off your clothes and just swimming in nature. It is just like this uh, really um, reconnecting with nature. So it is going into nature, um, making breathing, exercising, uh, reconnect to your senses, being uh, like really aware what are the informations that my eyes, my nose, my mouth, my ears, my skin, who is actually the largest um, organ on the whole body. What, what, what does that transmit me? Just because by doing that, I am in the moment. And that's like the start. It's just feels, like being in the moment. It feels a lot like meditation. It is in a certain way. It is meditation. It's what we call active meditation. Mm -hmm. You know, so using your senses to be there and not just be in this mind, just following the mind. Mm -hmm. Well, what... Uh, I read something that you can only be aware of two senses at a time. It's not about being multifunctional. Well, when, I, what I what I do in the forest. It's about first of all, and that's something that also people can do when if they want to try just for themselves. Just slow down. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. You will see how hard it is because we are so used to just like. Go on, go on, go on. So that's the first thing. Slow down. Second, don't put yourself already in a way or a, a certain path in your mind. An objective. Just go. Just go without objective. Because that's something is so such also such a pressure maker in our in our society we always need to know where we go to have this objective to make like um i have to do so much uh, kilometers and next time i need to top that and mm -hmm. no, 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 no. you all this just take everything away well like this makes pressure in the society mm -hmm. just like go around even if you sometimes with people i go to the forest and i make like 500 meters in two hours it's just like being there you mm -hmm. know smelling the the leaves and and just like yeah being in the moment what what is the mindset that one person needs to have or you redirect the person to have when they come to you as uh, for, in order to do the forest bathing or what are the misconceptions about people going into forest bathing and oh i think the Biggest misconception or that can also go into fear okay. that is like uh, people um, often say, oh, you are the ones who hug the trees or mm -hmm. other ones who say, oh, do we, do we need to hug a tree? And I always say it has nothing to do. It's just like a feeling who comes from inside. If you feel the need to let go and hug the tree, you can. Mm -hmm. But if we touch trees, it's more to go into our hands and consciously touch mm -hmm. and see what information are my fingers giving me. Because we touch stuff all the time, yeah. but we don't do anything with the information coming up to our brain. 
except if it's too hot and we burn ourselves or it's too cold, mm -hmm. you know. But the fingers are have so much ending of nerves and we touch all the time things. And so it's about being in the moment, touching. But then you have people who are just like, oh, I want to let go. And then I just like take this this big tree and oh, you have i have a lot of people who just like they have tears coming up because it's just like this such a huge relief of what we are asked to be in society actually so are other people that come to you mostly with burnout or anyone really no actually so that was like the first thing i i i wanted it was just like helping people who have a burnout and then i really quickly realized that i had that too when i was in the burnout i didn't want to see my burnout for a long time mm. to accept it and then when once you're really into it It is so hard to take an appointment and you're so much, you have to deal so much with fear and anxiety and stuff that you're not really at that point where you can say, oh, I take um, uh, an appointment like in two weeks because you're so afraid of how you will feel, how you will be that day that it, for a lot of people, it's just super hard to mm. take an appointment so i just like i i didn't really know who will come and it's really interesting because now i can really say i have from small kids to really elder people and everything in between it's so amazing. it's really interesting because it is really like for everybody mm -hmm. and like so do the do the questions that these different generations ask Are they different or is there like similar questions that they always come up when you go into forest bathing? Um, I will say like for kids, it's just like this, um, more this just like, for me, it's planting a seed mm -hmm. in their hearts, you know, to make that conscious of nature, respect of nature grow inside of them mm -hmm. you know to, because like for kids when they know that trees are talking to each other they are really like intrigued and they really just like oh okay then i maybe i have to be a little bit more careful with them mm -hmm. you know and for 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 adults it's really often we come with a huge baggage you know kids are still in this naive side and they are not so loaded like we are mm -hmm. so um i would say for adults it's more just like nature has so much to do with spirituality mm -hmm. that there are always questions popping up About the spiritual the, about, aspect. About yeah, about how to, how can I do uh, to change stuff in my life to just like access this non-stress zone, if you want. Because like um, I think people who come to me or to to just like want to see the forest in another point of view, they have also question about their their own life. Mm -hmm. And and nature is a 
great spiritual master, actually. Mm. And there are stuff that we as humans don't want to see anymore. Just like um, in nature, this whole cycle of life and death is permanently present. Yes. And you cannot, and when you're in nature, you cannot deny that without death, there won't be life. That's like a, a really, something that really, like, just like you see in the people that, that makes them think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are a few things like that, who are just like, oh, the, the fact that everything's so slow. You know, Where we live a busy When life. you're just like, we are just like running around like crazy. And then you have like a tree and you say, okay, uh, how old do you think that this tree is? And then people think, oh yeah, maybe a year or two. And then you count, especially with, with, with pines, you can like just like count really easily how old they are. And you say, oh, it's 25 years old. And they are just like, what? <laughs> Where is that coming? But it's really just like this, starting to grasp that we are just like the only ones who are just like running busy around like that and we most of the time don't even know why i kind of want to touch upon a little bit about your burnout Mm -hmm. because in terms of burnout i think people how would you describe what burnout really is i think people have a misconception about really what is a burnout people mm-hmm. have too much things to do and then like okay I'm a, i have a burnout i don't want to do anything but on the next day they will still continue is that still a burnout or what is a burnout and how would you define it for you how what is it that you felt and i you you touched upon a little bit about it but yeah. like really specifically okay um I think first of all you have to to be conscious that like burnout is not something that comes like in a few weeks. It is just an accumulation of too much and really often um that who just like is the layer who just gives you the last kick mm-hmm. is when you work doesn't fit with your beliefs okay so if you have to work and do something that you feel inside that it's wrong that is what the most of people who really have a burnout will say okay i I, i'm in this job but i can feel that it it's there you or you see behind the scene of that work or whatever or for me it was i had a a project Mm -hmm. that like in first year i said like oh that's wrong what we are doing with this uh young young students and um but uh the the, the direction just wanted to continue with it so i had like after five years actually it was then it was just too much So it was piling up on emotional baggage. It's piling up and then it's just like, I I have to say that it's for most of the people also just like, because I have some people who come with burnout to me. Um, It is like everything. You always need to remember that we are all individuals. So it doesn't work out in a certain way. For everybody, it's different. Mm -hmm. It is just like, pain you know you have like people who can stay in more pain than others 
so here it's the same. But the thing is that the really most likely way it comes, it's that you just don't want to listen, you know, because you're, yeah, to yourself. First, I mean, like, you notice and your brain is saying, oh, it's too much for me, it's too much for me. But you just continue just doing your thing because you're, you think that it's the only way and you need the money and you have to, to go on and whatever. And then at one point your body starts just showing up with different disease. You know, so that's why it is difficult also sometimes to see that it is a burnout because like for everybody, it will come at a point or in the body where they have like a, just like a, a small issue, you know, so that that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you have like this, uh, things like, uh, tinnitus. Uh, so that's like this peeping in the, in the ear and, uh, and then you have, or just like uh, people who sleep enormously, other ones who can't sleep anymore, other ones who gain or loss uh, or lose a weight. That's like more the common stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you have like disease popping up who are just like, can so, be so different from one to another person. But yeah, I, I just needed also a lot of time to understand that I'm just like, okay, I'm really sick, but I so didn't want to see it that I just pushed it so far that I landed in hospital, actually. Okay. So I'm happy to see that I have like people who come where doctors already say, okay, they have a burnout, but they didn't reach the state to land in hospital. But uh, I can see... F- for myself, that it's just like hard now that I'm out of the burnout to see that I still with, I have just like, it is like if you got hurt by a truck, you know, you got run over by a truck. Maybe afterwards you can stand again and you can walk again, but you will never, never walk like same. before, you know. Yeah. So I have like stuff who will stay until the end, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, um that's there it's not i i can't i can't uh, just like turn it back into normal yeah but it's okay because it makes you live much more consciously is that how you deal with it that's how i deal with it yeah i'm now i mean like when my body is giving me informations or saying okay that's i think that must that's a little bit too much then i just listen to it right away mm-hmm. i don't even go there anymore but that's really like, that's different for everybody. You have people who are, even if they are in the burnout, they say just like, oh, no, 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 I have to continue, I have to continue. And they just like continue just like banging uh, every time, banging in the same <laughs> direction and just like, okay, well, we'll see how long you have to do that. But there is no, there is no issue actually, actually uh, if you don't change anything. Mm-hmm. I, I love the, the way that you describe burnout is when you're doing something that essentially goes against you, your values, yes. your, your being, which, which can be quite tricky in, in, in today's world, I, I would say. But I, I love that definition. Well, that's why we have so much burnouts. <laughs> well, fair point. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's because like so many people have to do stuff that they 
can really feel inside that it's wrong to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that one person that is, let's just say, a person that is overly passionate about a certain subject and let's just say they are working 12 hours a day or like they're, they're working an, an enormous amount of hours, not because it feels like work, but because it's their passion. Do you think that they get into burnout? No, I don't think so. So they would... Because like, I mean, like if you're passionate about something and you're really tired, then you will go and have sleep and then you start again. You know, that's the difference between passion and feeling obliged to do something, yeah. you know. And in this world, we have so many things where we put this pressure on ourselves because we think and we we don't know how it could be different because it's what everybody shows us. But we think we have to do it like this or we have to do it because we have to pay rent, we have to pay this to it this and it's always this pressure that we put on ourselves because we are the biggest judges for ourselves actually and that's the point where when you start being in this in this re- wheel of 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 this burnout it just starts going faster and faster you know like the hamster and then at one point the hamster is turning around with the wheel that is, is exactly that what happens to you when you're in the burnout It's just you want to go on, go on, go on. Even if you see it's too fast for you, you go on, go on. And then at one point, you just like go around. How would you, what was your journey through getting out of the the, the burnout? Was like forest bathing the first thing that came to mind? Or were you not even bothered to get out of the burnout as you were in it? No, forest bathing was not the first thing popping up. Because like first you really have to accept accept um for me it was like small things you know just like accept that i am too tired to clean the kitchen before going to bed i just like put the kids already to bed i can barely stand up it's okay if i do that the next day Mm -hmm. you know just accepting that because it's just like such a huge thing that this this pressure that we put on ourselves, you know, oh, I have to do this, I have to make, because if I don't do it now, when will I do it? And da, 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 da. it's such a huge thing. Uh, so first of all, I think I had to accept that I have to rest, mm-hmm. you know, because it's what a doctor told me. People who don't mind don't get a burnout. It's the people who want to do everything at 200%. Okay. You know, those are they that at one point it doesn't, you know, you you can't do everything all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> at 200%. So you want to be there for your kids. You want to be there for, for, for your partner. You want to be there for, uh, for your work, for the house, for whatever, everything, you know, and that doesn't work. So uh, accept that accept that my body needs rest mm-hmm. and that it is okay because we are so, so much in a society where we have to be busy all the time otherwise you are lazy that's just like these pressures who were on you you know and then especially when you don't sleep and all this and of course your mind is just like working all the time yeah so I, I I found out just like 
okay, I cannot just lay down because I couldn't sleep at that moment. So I have to find an occupation for my brain who is just like um, not too much taking energy. So I was actually looking at documentaries about animals or nature. Mm -hmm. That was my step to stay on the couch and just relax mm -hmm. you know, and not putting myself into another pressure thing, whatever. And um, when I started gaining a little bit more energy, well, then it was the time when I started just going out with the kids again. To the and forest. To, yeah, to the forest. And then I felt for myself how much important that was. But it's difficult because it, it has so many layers. You know, you had like, I had like problems with sleeping. I had like problems with eating because I was eating like crazy. But because... My system was uh, all the time under adrenaline. I was burning so much that I just continually lost weight, mm -hmm. you know. And also when you don't sleep, you don't gain weight. But then, so that was also the eating. Then you have like the, well, dealing with the kids and what's going on with the kids. Then it's the dealing with the partner and well, it's all these different things, you know. But I can say that resting without without being, or just with like uh, being okay with it, accepting mm -hmm. that it's okay, that you need rest. So that's what you would recommend to anyone who's yeah. listening and feels like... That's just like really like the first step to take. Mm-hmm. How, how would you, we, we touched upon that before, um, that it's the people that care that get into burnout. How would you, would you give the same advice to, pe like to people that wish to not judge themselves anymore? Well, I, I think the big word is actually detachment. Okay. Talk us through that. So detachment, it's detachment through... I mean, you you really need to learn detachment. Detachment from what other people think. Detachment from what your mind is telling you all the time because your mind loves to play this game and put up scenarios that don't even exist, but they might happen if what, what if I do this, maybe this one will think and... What can the neighbor think? And the neighbor doesn't think anything about you. He has really other stuff to think about. Mm -hmm. But you're just doing this this whole film in your 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 in your head. And there is actually the point then where I can say that now I say to everybody who comes to me with a burnout that for me, there is no other way of coming out than of stepping into spirituality. Because you have to understand different things about how you function, how your ego is playing with you mm -hmm. to get really out of the burnout. Mm -hmm. How would you define spirituality for people that are triggered that they right now? Because some people f consider spirituality being religion. Everyone has their own 
what is spirituality for you yeah so uh, for me it's really important uh, we we talked about it uh, that spirituality and religion is absolutely not the same mm -hmm. i would not say that there is no spirituality in religion mm -hmm. but spirituality is about discovering your real identity mm -hmm. and not this identity that we think we are i have to we always um have this like um these roles you know i have to take the role of a mom i have to take this other role when i walk uh, outside i have to take this other role uh, role when i walk work at my workplace and 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 you know it's just like um putting on other costumes and then identifying with them and thinking i identify through um how i look like and all this is an illusion and understanding this illusion is important because then you can let go understanding the illusion is spirituality for me is yeah getting detached and understanding that everything is a big illusion i love that i love that for people that would like to go into the forest with you yes how would they be able to Contact to find you, me find yeah. you um so uh, i decided to take the luxembourgish name of forest so i made it bush coaching so you find me uh under bushcoaching.lu and but you can also look up uh, on instagram or on facebook and there you find my contacts i have a lot of people here in luxembourg who see my car actually <laughs> Because okay. it's on my car, I have a huge tree on my car, so okay, cool. it's uh, it's funny, um, but yeah, I think I'm quite easy to find. Bush coaching, bush coaching. Okay, and I have two final questions. Yes, two final questions before we finish this, and the questions are: What is or what is the best advice, and what is the worst advice that you've ever been given? So, what is the best advice that you've been given? Hmm. Too many to choose from. No, it's just like really. I I never asked my question that this question to myself. So it's just like an advice. Yeah, I think the best advice was to let go because actually I'm not in control. Okay. And the worst advice I think was. An advice that even I as mom give is just like, look where you put your feet. Okay. Because actually we learn to look just in front of our feet and we miss so much around by okay. doing that. Because when we walk, you can try when you walk where you look. Well, in front. Yeah, but, yeah, but you look in front of your feet, but you miss oh. so many things around, you know, by walking. Okay. And <laughs> the last question is, what would you like to give as an advice to everyone who's listening right now? Stop thinking too much. Pretty simple. Yeah. No, well. Well, pretty simple <laughs> advice. It sounds really simple, but it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's great. No, I love it. I love it. Um, Karen, I thank you so much for being here. I appreciate thank you. having the conversation. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Muse. I just want to say that I am tremendously grateful for everyone who's exchanging their time to listen to this episode or to listen to Muse in general. Thank you so much for being part of the Muse crew. I appreciate everyone who's giving feedback, who's sharing this on on social media, who's sharing this with one of their friends, their family members, whatever you do. I just wanted to say that and I've taken enough of your valuable time and um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon.